Are you ready for this? We're here! Hi, what's your name? I'm Joe Fowler. Hi, I'm Ron Popeil. I chose anybody. Hi, what's your name? I'm Tom Purvis, trainer to the trainers. Hi, I'm Mike Levy. Hold on to your power rod. But wait. What are you doing? Call now. Call now. Call now. Call now. Call or log on now. Call now. Call right now. Call in the next 18 minutes. Call in the next 16 minutes. Call in the next 7 minutes. Call these numbers right now. Hello and welcome to Call Now, where we plunge headfirst into the surreal world of infomercial. And while we can't offer you free shipping, we can guarantee that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are definitely those of this network. Thank you, Tim. My name is Dan Sturdivant. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts on this three-man we've known as Call Now. And hey, how about a little Mark Pedrotti while you wait there, man? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good. I got to go with Bo on this one. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, that's not even Stevens over there, brother. Come on now. It's Dave Sandrini. Hey, Dave. The sweet spot's all putter. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike Keane's a genius. Yep. Guys, this is a special one. This is a treat. We stepped back in the world of legends tonight, and we were lucky enough to sit down with world-renowned pitchman and call-now Hall of Famer, Bo Riles. Bo Riles, golf product specialist. As master product specialist, Bo Riles. Here comes your bone-in ribeye, brother man. Dead center every single time. You know, it's really quite simple. All right, Dano. Before we send the loyal listeners over, any big takeaways or anything that resounded from the conversation that we just had with Big Bo? Just a respect thing. He's exactly what we thought he was. Well, what you and I thought he was. No, that's true. I think he is true. true. You know, the skeptical uh, me comes out a tad bit. The dude doesn't use the perfect stick. Yeah, but he still thought it was a good pan, right? Yeah. That was kind of what it sounded like, is when yeah. we try to probe on some of that stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. I haven't used the Hammer X every round of my life. He's like, but he did. He had an example, and recently, you know, last time he broke 70, Yeah, brother man. He crossed yeah. off most of my questions for him, other yeah. than, you know, the perfect steak. He's a barbecue dude. I knew it. Yeah, he's a smoked meat man. I can see it in his goatee, yeah. you know? Not a visual medium sometimes, but if you are listening, he's got a great goatee. Yeah. Well-seasoned goatee. Mm. Yep. It's got, like, Montreal steak seasoning. Hey, now. It's a liquid smoke goatee. <laughs> liquid <laughs> no, smoke tea. No, that's Jack Ham. <laughs> Jack Ham is just liquid smoke. <laughs> Call me even Stevens. Come on, man. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we won't spoil any more of the wonderful surprises that waiting around uh, waiting around the corner, the, the section, the area, the, the space that are within this 1,200 square foot kitchen somewhere. So, yeah, without further ado, here's our conversation with Legend of the Game, Bo Riles. All right. Welcome back to Call Now. We are fortunate enough to be graced by the presence of another legend in the world of infomercials man who has appeared in hundreds of direct response commercials and, as we describe, full-length feature infomercials. He's helped sell over $2 billion worth of products worldwide and is a call-now favorite from our time spent getting warmed up with the perfect steak and getting plumb-bobbed with a hammer X putter. So please welcome <laughs> to the show the one and only Mr. Bo Riles. Bo, thanks so much hey, for hanging out. It's great <laughs> to be on the show, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. I mean, we're very excited to check in with you. So I know we've covered the two products officially on the show. My lifelong addiction to infomercials has probably gone a little bit wider than that and seen more of the catalog of things. But I feel like we'd be remiss to start anywhere but through our mutual acquaintance. And by that, I mean... I'm sure he thinks of me as an acquaintance and you as a friend, that being the lowest common denominator. We'll go that way. The one and only Mr. Jack Ham. So I know that Jack's been back in the lab 
And if my powers of deduction are correct, it sounds like there is a new infomercial in the works for his latest tool. What's been going on most recently with you and with Jack and the, the Hammer Turbo Air? The Hammer Turbo Air. Well, last week we had the, the shoot for my parts of the infomercial at a beautiful country club called Rio Pinar in Orlando. And we were able to knock that out in about two hours. I had 37 different bits on camera. And then, of course, you've got to do the whole voiceover, yeah. cover it appropriately. But uh, that was good to get that off my back because that was about eight days of prep, nine days of really hard prep, memory prep, just getting ready because yeah. there was no prompter. So uh, we got it done. So now Jack, I think people that really love infomercials should be happy to hear. Jack Ham is coming back. Is actually shooting some new segments for this nice. infomercial himself. And the hammer, you know, there's nothing, nothing like the hammer getting in your face and saying, how would you like to add 50 yards to your drive? Bam! Bam! <laughs> Pow! He's the only Lord. person I've ever come across who punctuates his text with bam or pow. I'm like, this guy, like, mm-hmm. there's few people more genuine than that oh. guy. That is the hammer. That's awesome. Be excited to see uh, when the whole thing comes together. It sounds great. Yeah. Hey, Bo, and the, the hammer axe we'll get to, the putter, you like walk up to the ball and just drain putts with that thing. Are you going to walk up to the tee and just hit bombs with this thing in the infomercial? No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> you know what? We might get some B-roll of me hitting some, some bombs, but got last week's shoot was more about just wrapping this thing around Jack and his history and. Now he's come to this point in his career where, you know, this guy's still taking on the Taylor Mage of the world and the and the Titleists and yeah. and Galloways. And he's taking them on with this rebel style of designing golf clubs. I mean, that's the only way I can really describe it is just a rebel style. He defies everything, a flat shaft. I mean, who knew we needed a flat shaft? But if you listen to Jack's logic, then you know you need a flat shaft. Because his logic is all there based on his engineering principles. So he's a fascinating guy. It's my pleasure to work with Jack. And I just, uh, my fingers are crossed on this project. I think he's going to come back to Golf Channel and he's going to be huge again. Wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be good to have Jack in the limelight again. Yeah. I think you'll see, you know, let's face it, Golf Channel uh, runs infomercials, the long form shows in the overnight. Oh, yeah. They do it consistently. Oh, what's the big difference from doing, you know, a studio kitchen product to doing a golf infomercial? I mean, you mentioned the teleprompter before, but are you less likely to do a sports one more likely, or does it just depend on the product? It just depends on the product. And, you know, I have everything on the air right now from a $700 air purifier to um, roofing for your home. I'm the roof max spokesperson, totally different guy. This is a guy on that they put on a roof and it scared the hell out of me. Let me just tell you, that's, (laughs) and it's a one story roof too. I mean, single story. And I was petrified, but anyway, we got it done, but there really is no difference. I attack each one the same way. That's with tons of preparation with the product itself. And like Jack's putter, I used Jack's putter. And the last time I ever broke 70 in golf was, and I used to host Mitsubishi electrics, distributor conference every year in Hawaii. Oh man, that's a gig. That was a gig. Dude. That's a good one. <laughs> Getting paid to be Bo Riles. Thank that's, you. <laughs> Amen. Wow. You took one of my questions away because I was going to say, how's your Scotty Cameron putter? But it sounds like you use the Hammer X. 
Yeah, and I used the hammer putter and uh, shot 69 out there with five birdies, and the guys were giving me a hard time and razzing me about it. But you know what? <laughs> Bottom line is, it's unless you're playing in the USGA event, then why is anybody worried about it? Whether a, a club conforms to, let's just use the USGA because they are the biggest and baddest. Whether it conforms to them or not, Jack wants people to have fun. That's what Jack does. Jack puts fun back into golf. Yeah. It's interesting too, like with, I guess, the kind of production logistics of things for his products, where you're able to shoot your pieces on the course nearby in and around Orlando and him being in his undisclosed location in the Mountain West time zone. Is he the only person, company, product that you work with like that, where it's like you're kind of separate from the pieces of kind of how it all comes together? On a long form show, anything can happen. You you know, you could be working in multiple locations, working with an expert, without an expert. Sometimes I'm just as I'm doing in this Jack Hammond commercial, I'm just basically telling the story. I'm quarterbacking the show. Yeah. You ever saw one of the best things I've ever done is I've been the host of Medicus swing trainer infomercials yes. since 1999. And uh, the 1999 show was Davis Love and Jack Lumpkin and myself. And then the one we did in uh, 2004 over at Isleworth was Marco Mira, Bruce Fleischer and myself. But I mean, these are iconic infomercials. That's where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. And all I'm doing in that show is quarterbacking. I'm just Basically, just guiding people through the infomercial. That's done about 60% of the time, no matter what, in a show. Right. I've got to do those. Got to do those wraparounds. Got to do your host wraps or your stand-ups. And uh, I'm sure other people have been on here and talked about it. Maybe maybe so, maybe not. But, you know, the other thing I, I was going to talk about was doing multiple locations. People might think infomercials are thrown together and but they're not. A lot of thought goes into infomercials and a lot of production value that rivals anything you'll see anywhere, TV or internet, anywhere. Absolutely. It reminds me of one of the points that Stan Jacobs, producer of infomercials for decades, um, great. really shine a light on with us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even, you know, Doug Reed, I mean, he paid for all those helicopters at his shoots. So, yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> Dave, you lit up when he said uh, quarterbacking this thing. And I think we were doing the... Uh, we yeah. did an infomercial on the Tampa Bay Storm, the arena football. Oh, yeah. To yeah. buy like season tickets, basically a full infomercial on that. The host was bad. And they were like, he was dry. Just put Bo in here and have yeah. him quarterback this thing. And it changes the dynamic of this thing. And I didn't really understand it until you're kind of explaining it here now. It's like, no, you really need you need the experts, but you also need somebody that's like controlling really the narrative of the whole thing. We learned so much about it from watching the pitch people documentary and then talking yeah. to some of the professional pitch men where now it's kind of a fun game we have where right. if we start to watch one of these things, we notice we're like, is this a real pitch man? Oh, you know, and right. I think we first saw you in the perfect stake and we're like, Oh, these guys are great together. This is a true, this is a true pitch thing. And then you popped up in the hammers thing. And we had complained on so many other infomercials about like, man, these guys, they got some money, they got an idea, but they really need that guy. And then I think there's literally a shot of you walking up and you go, well, let me break this thing down for you. Yeah. And it was just, it was like the timing was perfect. You know what I mean? I go, oh. <laughs> so the hammer knows what he's doing. Okay. He just, he gets a quarterback in there. So yep. yeah. It's the quarterback in there. And that's yeah. what we've been doing for, I guess, probably the last dozen years maybe a little bit longer. I think we did 
I, I did an infomercial with Jack that was funded by All Star Products Group, the Snuggy mm. people. Oh, cool. And that was about 13 or 14 years ago. And that, that ran a while. Wow. And then I started working with Jack directly, where I would write along with Jack my own copy and then go do as I did last week go shoot that copy somewhere, go on location somewhere, a driving range or a golf course and shoot it. So that's what we did this time. We actually used to shoot it in my backyard, though. I used to live on 10 acres, and uh, I put, like, three golf holes on my property. Oh, that's awesome. We used to shoot the hammer stuff out there, too. So, I told you guys. I said that. I said it. You looked like you were so comfortable mm-hmm. walking up and draining that puzzle. I feel like he's at his house. I was like, he's either on a green screen in his garage that's air-conditioned, or he's on a course in his own property. So yeah. I'm very proud yeah. of myself for blindly guessing that partially correct. Which means you can't miss a shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If that's your backyard, it's <laughs> eyes closed sort of thing. You know the bricks. Yeah. yeah. It's like having your own basketball court or something. Yeah. You know, you just know how it's going to fall. It's like yeah. when Jan rented an apartment because he, it was COVID filming his, Jan Muller yeah. was COVID filming his stuff. Couldn't fly to QVC, yeah. And he's like, I'm done doing this in my kitchen at my house. Like, my wife's got to use the kitchen. So <laughs> just rented an apartment and set up yeah. a studio there, like. Yeah. Yeah. And then it feels like home. Yeah. He couldn't do 12 Vitamixes on the kitchen counter. That one started to get a little bit contentious, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he something? He just, I mean, he's just like, you talk about the Energizer Bunny now. That Jan Muller is the Energizer Bunny. He is amazing to watch. And I've pitched back to back with him and never been in an infomercial with him. Although I've been in one with Joe Fowler. A lot of people don't know that. Joe and I did a show together called a Mustang Mixer. Two horsepower, guys. Two oh, horsepower. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's on the Vitamix level. Let's just put it that way. Oh wow. Yeah, but that two horsepower there. But wow. uh, yeah, I don't know. But Joe, I think was in. Wasn't he in Pitch People? He was in uh, Stands. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's one of if, our favorites too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I started a podcast with you and Joe, I would call it Mustang Mixer as well. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Two Mustangs just mixing it up. Let's sell something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. That reminds me of the dual saw one that Billy Mays and Anthony Sullivan did together too. Cause I think that's rare when you get the two true pitch people side by side. Cause usually there's some bounce or like, even I think earlier on, both you and Joe also would play the role of host along with someone like Kathy Mitchell, who was more of like the traditional pitch person in those setups, which I think is interesting, right? The folks who can kind of wear both hats, which side of the aisle do you prefer being on? the quarterback and product specialist expert type of role and like kind of the true pitch person or being kind of like the setup guy with someone like Kathy or someone else and more of that traditional hosting role. I've enjoyed being the demonstrator, being the the spokesperson that's coming out doing the pitch and having someone with me kind of coming along with me. Teen you up. I've danced on the other side too quite a bit in my career, but I don't prefer it as much because it's harder. It's much, much harder to do what Tom Jordan does so eloquently in every infomercial he's ever been in with anybody, including Jeff Tony. I mean, what was that knife show called? I don't know. They sold like eight gazillion Uh, sets. The Ginsu ones? No, No, it wasn't. It was was the one that looks the same as the Ronco Showtime with the prongs on it. Yeah. It was Super Chef or something. And Chef Tony cuts the watermelon in half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shift him. Oh, Miracle Blade. Miracle That's Blade. Oh, there we go. Yeah, duh. We should have known right. that. Sorry. Yeah. A little rusty. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. really. Well done, man. 
That's my all. mind's on the golf course. All right, I can't help myself. It's <laughs> fired up. And also too, so looking a little bit at your uh, your background, I feel like the paths are interesting for how people end up as on camera spokespeople. There's like the Jan Muller path of like, I feel it's kind of almost like the old school like we're on the state fairs on the circuit, and then we're able to kind of graduate up into television. You have some folks who are more, I think, from the product side of things, like another gentleman who spoke with Tom Purvis, who was with Bowflex for so long, who was a bodybuilder and understands the, the science on physical fitness and was kind of an expert, could also read and talk in front of a camera. But then your path looks like it's a little bit different where you were coming from working in radio, got some commercial spots, and then it sounds like it was a pretty short leap from having some spots like the classic Coors Light ad to then before you know it, you're pitching. What was the bridge, I guess, there for you to kind of make that leap? Something interesting happened to sort of create that bridge. I was doing afternoons at KLSX in Los Angeles, the classic rock station out there. And I would continue to work at the Laugh Factory and I was the host of the Laugh Factory and would go out for film roles and would also as you mentioned, the Coors Light ad, would get national spots like Coors Light, UPS. And then I just hung around enough to where I finally got a chance. Jim Ladd, our nighttime DJ, comes in one day and he goes, here, you call this number here. I'm I'm not interested. Good luck. It was Marsha Kent's number, Marsha Kent and Peter Spiegel. And I got my chance to host my very first infomercial where it's Bo everywhere. It's Bo downtown. Westwood, California. It's Bo out on the beach. It's Bo here at this award show. It's I got to be a movie star finally. <laughs> no, yeah. that's awesome. And the thing even worked. It was a rollout show, and that was really the bridge. That one good deed that Jim Ladd did for me. He still watches my. He says I watch you all the time at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> my Keep man, watching, baby. <laughs> Keep watching. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what was that first product? What was that first one? It's called the Karaoke Classic. Oh, yeah. Yep. Home karaoke uh, machine. Oh, and yeah. And we actually uh, we shot at our radio station where I, I, I got permission to um, film actually me while I was on the air in between breaks and, and with a long song on. And then also in the production studio. So we, we were, we, I was able to share kind of my radio world with the infomercial world and vice versa. Man. Pretty interesting dynamic as well. That's mm. like the grandchild of Mr. Microphone, kind of. Yeah. I think I remember this one. I think I've seen it, maybe. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's, it goes back to 92. So it's, yeah. it's that's a long way back. That's a Harwood classic. That's great. Yeah, I definitely remember the Medicus ones with you both. Like I said, I think that was where... Once we started kind of digging into all this stuff, I was like, why do I recognize Bo so well? And I was like, oh, because the golf ones are always the ones for me for growing up in the sticks without cable, where it was such a treat to have a golf infomercial on late at night or like early on a Sunday morning that for me, that was like my replacement for sports on television. So I was like, oh my God, the Medicus or the Momentus or even the, the controller, which we've covered here. I need to get you a really great guest. His name is Bob Caudill and he's the greatest producer probably ever been in the history of infomercials. I mean, and that's saying a lot because there's people like Stan, there's a lot of great ones out there. But yeah. you look at Bob's record, Guthy Rinker produced 14 shows for Guthy Rinker, nine of them rolled out. Think of the numbers wow. Guthy Rinker shows do, right? Yeah. But I, I need to get him on your show because he produced the controller infomercial all those years ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. He produced that. 
They sold a lot of those controllers. And that was actually a very good golf club. Yeah. A very good golf club. I got one. Dan's got it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Dan's collecting all of the golf infomercial clubs that you can get. Oh, yeah. Great. He's the only one that's doing it. He's a full bag. It's amazing. It's like <laughs> the best, best bag ever. It's really like you talk about nostalgia, right? It's like all the stuff as a kid that I wasn't able to order off of TV. Now it's on eBay at hopefully a discounted price. And I'm just filling my house with it. My wife's just like, why are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm like, it's, it's fine. I, I need all of these oddly shaped golf clubs. Trust me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got a quick one. Bo, did, did you miss doing the radio or when you started getting more of the infomercial gigs where you're like, ah, oh, this is, I think I got a better rhythm here. I had tired of it. And I was 40 when I stopped doing radio. That was 19 years ago. And um, I was a long way from where we lived. We lived in Ojai, California. And the radio station KLOS, which is where I worked before I stopped doing radio, was, you know, basically off the 10 freeway in L.A. And uh, that's quite a drive on a Sunday afternoon in Southern California. Bumper to bumper traffic pretty much through Ventura County all the way up into L.A. County. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Great on you. Yeah. And I was doing that. I was doing that way too often. I had my regular show, which was called The Seventh Day, which was an album show, four albums in a row. Without commercial interruption, Ooh, pretty cool. Pretty cool <laughs> show. It was on for a long time, but they would also call me in to do to fill in for the afternoon drive guy, for instance. Now I'm, I'm taking a three-hour one-way drive into LA and a three-hour drive back home just to do this radio show. So I had tired yeah. of it. It, yeah. it wasn't that I tired of radio, but I tired of the process yeah. of yeah. going to do a show. This is before you could do this. See, right. it's 19 yeah. years ago. And there's yeah. no producing of that stuff. That's like, you have to be there on times. It's drive time. It's live. It's, yeah. There's no yeah. messing up. You have to be there. Yeah. There's no covering it in post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys radio guys? No. No? No. Toyed with some play-by-play broadcasting after college. That was one of the things that it reminded me when you were saying quarterbacking infomercials was like the best play-by-play guys who are able to steer the color guys, describe the action, but also know when to fade. I think as a pitch person, that's part of it too, right? It's not just screaming down the barrel for 28 and a half minutes. It's also being able to you know, kind of walk through and like you said, give it the narrative that wraps around it. Well, we find places in the script for it. We do in read-throughs. We try to find moments like that that are real because let's face it, they don't believe you. People don't believe you're really selling them something good. Right. They don't mm-hmm. believe that. But we're so good at making these infomercials. We make them believe it and they do it. And that's what <laughs> Madison Avenue world will never know is how it feels to get a seven to one on a weekend test and say, hey, hey, I got a piece of the action on this deal, too. This is going to be fun. That's the difference, right? That's what happened to me with Aerobed, which was in 1998. Oh, yeah. The blow up mattress. Oh, Aero inflatable bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was the first story commercial. So it was uh, myself and a lady named Lisa Sims. And we don't really say yeah. that we're married in the thing, but it's pretty much assumed that we are. And it's the only time my wife's ever been jealous of any any role <laughs> that I've ever done. At the end of this infomercial, I fall asleep in the arrow bed. And Lisa's there beside me. And I think Brent never quite liked that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that thing came out of the seven to one. And it stated a seven to one MER, media efficiency ratio. Show, uh, excuse me. For, um, gosh, I don't know. 
a year, two years, maybe year, year and a half. Wow. The company ended up selling. It was a, the company was a $3 million a year company before the infomercial started. And they ended up selling out for 150 million. Whoa. And this is, you know, 20 years ago, 20 mm. something year ago. That's wild. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Similar to the Bowflex. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Aerobed, I never looked at that as like, oh, this is an infomercial. This is just a new product somebody's trying to sell. Like it seemed like it was part of life, just like the Bowflex. We definitely had an Aero. Cause I remember, right? It wasn't we did that. Too, yeah. Yeah. I love that it wasn't an air mattress. No, it's an arrow. Yeah, it's aero. an arrow bed, extra bed, an extra bed yes. in a minute. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Like uh-huh. they're talking about, I'm like, wait, this is all the muscle memory is all coming back to me. Yeah. It wasn't quite Kleenex, but it was yeah, like, right? getting yeah. close to that. Do you have an arrow bed? Yeah. And I can, oh, can I you know, sleep in an arrow bed? Well, listen, it, tell you something. If you guys can find that, take a look at the open of it. The open is Lisa Sims and myself with four cameras shooting the rehearsal we thought we were shooting the rehearsal they rolled on it and we got it on the first take and that's what you see in the beginning of the infomercial with she and i basically yelling at each other about where everybody's going to sleep it's about a minute about a minute minute and a half bit it's all just we all we just did it impromptu lisa and i and uh they left it in I just clicked it on. It's great. Yeah, that's a great infomercial. Lisa's a great actor, too, and a beautiful woman. Have we seen her before? I don't think so. Nothing we've covered has seen Lisa. I have not seen her. Your wife wasn't jealous of Susan Crenshaw? I guess you were cooking steak in that one. Yeah. The bed's a different different animal, I guess. Brent, she loves Susan's beauty, and they know each other. But Susan's one of the most beautiful women in the world. I mean, my God. But no, Brent knows her, so she wasn't jealous. Okay, good. (laughs) Good to know. Well, you guys were great together. That was one of our favorite duo episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember watching it and thinking, you know, we have our favorites for sure. But the reason why this one is so good is I think there's like three or four different probably scenes that are in the in the kitchen. Yeah. It's very well paced. And then they have the call now bit and like the one where they go to the restaurants. But I'm like, man, these guys, you can tell you guys were having fun. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your kitchen too? Just like you're taking your shots in your golf course? No, no, no. You don't have a 1,200 square foot kitchen that you... Uh... <laughs> Three-story no. ceilings. Yeah. No, but I, I need to get one. I do need right? to get one. I do too. Yeah. If not for the home, for the office. You know, everybody <laughs> needs one. That's right. That's going to be your next big product is Bose Instant Install 1,200 square foot kitchens. Throw in a free perfect steak pan. Man. That's it. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> and a food saver vacuum seater with smart seal technology. There you yeah. go. It's, it sounds like remember in Home Improvement when he did like the Superman's kitchen. Remember yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. It's also an SNL bit where they did like the men's appliances with Jason yeah. Momoa hosted. It like the gas pull start vacuum and stuff. Yeah, we can, we can get this all going. Yeah, yeah. That's these are awesome. good ideas. Yeah. So one other thing I was thinking about, Bo, is you were talking about a couple of the producers you mentioned, getting the, the shots you did. Were there any formal, air quote, pitchman training or like a pitch person mentor that you had along the way that helped kind of shape the way that, that you go about it? I'd say probably Bob Sircosta. I've worked with Bob early in my career in 1997, a show called Smart Wrench which was a long-form show for Media Group. Oh, yeah. I remember and Smart Wrench. Smart, because it does the thinking for you. <laughs> That's a Smart Wrench. Awesome. But uh, now that was for Media Group, Sonny Howard, the legendary Sonny Howard. You guys need to 
do a whole show on him sometime and what he did with Media Group and Duralube and some of those products. I want to go back to the perfect steak. Yeah. That was my first time, like when we were doing this, like knowing who you were. I've seen you before. And now that you're mentioning and like looking through your career, I've seen you a million different times and different things. Perfect steak was the first time we sat down and watched it a couple of times. And I was trying to figure you out, still trying to figure you out up until <laughs> tonight, but the perfect steak, I, you seem like a barbecue guy. You seem like a smoked meats guy, right? I am. Yeah. yeah. I am. <laughs> and some of this other stuff that, that you are selling, it's like, I could believe, I believe you on the roof. When you told us that story, like I've been up on the roof, I'm like, I believe this dude's up on the roof yeah. more than I am. Roof Max, look it up with two X's. Roof Max. Oh man, that's yeah, a they scared the pee out of me. But <laughs> anyway, no, listen, I'm glad you enjoyed the perfect steak. It's a guy named Ed Crane produced that. He's a genius producer, and of course, the beautiful Susan Crenshaw. It's always great to spend time with her. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to have done that four or five times. Worked with Susan, so. That's good. That's awesome. Because with all that, like, I'm just wondering, like, are there things that you've done in the past that you're just like, I'm doing this because I want to be a pitch person on this. I don't believe in the product. And then are there things that you can think of that are just like, this is a damn good product. And I'm honored and humbled to be the one to be able to present this. It's always that. It's always that. It's always, always the, that. It's always the last one. Listen, I, I've sent money back. I've sent money back because the product didn't work. So it said, here, take it back. It was really great client and friend, Amir, up at Thane International. I said, here, ah, take the money back because it's not working. He said, maybe we got a bad batch. Let's try one more time. Yeah. We tried one more time and it still didn't work. It was a bonding product, a glue type of product. Tough to fake. Right? Uh, yeah. It's tough to fake. <laughs> did it going to hold that uh. light fixture? Or it's not going to hold the lighting fixture. Yeah. So I got one reputation to lose. I can only lose it once. And I'm, I've never uh, lost it yet. And I don't intend to. Until this. Uh, sorry. Well, no, I, I, this, this is fun. But <laughs> no, I just, if it doesn't really do what we say it does, I don't want to do it. I don't want anything to do with it. It doesn't make me moral or anything. It just, that's the way I feel about it. I'm not going to be a shill for anybody mm-hmm. for any amount of money. Yeah. yeah, but I love to win. This is a game for people to get immediate gratification. If you'd like to win your career, if you like wins and victories, DR is a fun game that gives you a lot of that if you, you hang out enough and work with the right people. Yeah, and like you said too, right? I think coming out of you played golf in college, right? Yeah, I did. So yeah, the competitive spirit carries through. And did I read it right? And one of the things I think I saw a professional golfer on there. Did we qualify for some things? No, there's different mini tours. Oh, nice. Golden State Tour out in California. And then two different tours here in Florida, one called the Moonlight Tour, based out of Orlando, and then Florida West Coast Tour, which is based out of Sarasota, Bradenton. So the golf that I played here since I moved to Florida when I was 40 was probably some of the best golf I ever played. I went back to the game and uh, sort of rededicated myself in my 40s with a level head and was able to play pretty well. I didn't make a lot of money. Not a lot of money to be made, but... Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I played as a pro, though. So, that's awesome that's amazing yeah. we got to ditch those six hour round trip la drives for uh yeah, right. 18 plus holes <laughs> oh yeah. yeah and dinner yeah, that's a good trade yeah florida's a whole different ball game yeah. that's yeah. awesome what'd you shoot last time out i probably didn't break 90 okay i probably didn't break 90 mm-hmm. i'm telling you it, it was that bad but it was at palmaceum 
a dear friend, Brian Fasulo, had me out to his place. It's a beautiful club in Tampa. Okay. And uh, what can I tell you? The, I think the fast greens got the better of me. Mm-hmm. I might have shot 88. Who knows? But yeah. I was way, way – I'm being totally honest with you. I was way, way out of my league that day. Those greens were way too fast for me. Too fast for the kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I can still if I when I grind I can still I can still do it still dialed in yeah but I need to work it I need about a month to work it and I just don't have that kind of time right now it sounds like you need a little pressure on you like cameras well, on you know tournament going <laughs> yeah Maybe. yeah well I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually I can tell you guys this we haven't shot it yet but we're going to do a new Medicus infomercial oh nice there's a new Medicus product coming out. And uh, we're actually going to be shooting it at the Concession Golf and Country Club and uh, outside of Bradenton, Florida, which is a a PGA Tour stop. They had the men's and women's NCAA finals there as well. It's a Jack Nicklaus signature golf course. And uh, we're going to be shooting out there in in the fall with the Medicus, the new Medicus. That's awesome. Josh Koch is a. Bob Koch, the owner's son, and uh, he's a big long ball champion now out there in the long ball circuit. Right, okay. He's a big part of things now. Oh, that's awesome. And do you have one of those? Do you have any Medicus? Stuff? I didn't personally own one. My stepdad did, though, when I was a kid. And Mark, your old man had one too, right? Didn't he have a Medicus? Oh, yeah. That was a great birthday present for my father. Yep. You can actually hit balls with it. That was the craziest thing. You did. That was yep. like... Is it still the only swing trainer that you could actually hit balls? Or I guess if it's not the only, it was definitely the first where you could actually take it to the range and hit with it and actually get that instant mm-hmm. feedback on your swings. Like, oh, pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> I learned like one or two good things from that. I didn't practice with it all the time, but there was like two tips I took away from that club just using it one summer. All about your takeaway. Right. All in the backswing. And I was like, yeah. Thumbs up. If this is what yeah. the club can do for somebody that just picks it up that doesn't buy it. My father's like, that's a pretty right. good product. Yeah. Great name. Yep. The Medicus. It's fun to say. I still carry the momentous in my bag too, though. Oh, good one. David Duvall was in that show. Man. That was a good one. That speak of my the sports desert I lived in on, on television. I would just pop in the VHS that came with it and just watch that. A few, it's in, I'm sorry to have to share that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would just rewatch that and just be like, oh, this is like watching golf. It's David Duvall explaining how to use this club. I'm just like standing in my living room swinging it. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm smart. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> you got to swing like David Duvall now. Yeah, I right. wish. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. So it, it does help me warm up to go mm-hmm. shoot 115. Nice. <laughs> At least I don't get hurt. All right. Call it a day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way I felt the other day. At least I didn't get hurt. That's what I told my wife. Hey, I didn't get hurt. All right. Yeah. It's like, oh, that bad. All right. Yep. I'm okay. I'm a little yeah. wounded. My mind's a little wounded. <laughs> Course was beautiful. Uh, dinner was good. It's like you've mentioned. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> One nice. of those days. One of those days. Nice. All right. Well, I got some pitch person rapid fire questions to throw at you, Bo. Okay. Put you through the ringer with these ones. You might have touched on some of them, but either way, we'll crank through them. So first one is the best, whether it was at a state fair or live demo that you saw someone else perform that you ever saw. Vitamix, it wasn't wasn't Jan. It was just the guy pitching it at uh, Florida State Fairgrounds. It just blew my mind. I mean, okay. people people are throwing credit cards at, at you know. I mean, it's just it doesn't get any better than that. That's a maestro. So good. It was just a classic setup. 
in a, yeah, in a big yeah. convention area? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just classic setup and everybody gathered around because it's Vitamix, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the pitch person is spot on, just spot on. Living and breathing it. Takes frozen peas, makes pea soup right there. I mean, this thing cooks the peas. See, it takes them from frozen to hot pea <laughs> soup because it's spinning so fast. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Amazing. blew me away, man. That's awesome. So follow-up question do you kind of seek out or like go to state fairs and gravitate towards the big pitches and walk through the areas where people are, are wheeling and dealing? Yeah, it's that. For instance, I'll go to a trade show and I'll watch who the presenters are, who are really working those booths. Yeah. That's, that's ultimately who I am. I'm a salesman. What I am, even when I was doing radio, I was selling classic rock and yeah. you know Budweiser, lots of Budweiser. I like both those things. Yeah. yeah. At the same, at the same <laughs> go time. Go together, don't they? Yeah, they do. Oh. But, okay, uh, I think I fall in that demographic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one back to the uh, the rapid fire list is best pitch person who never made it. I don't really have anybody that I can really classify as not making it. There was a young lady that I worked with a number of years ago, and uh, I think she she could have gone further. but. But I think she had a difficult time with people on sets, and uh, and the word kind of got around. Yeah, it's a very small business. Very small business. I mean, there are three Cabani brothers for goodness sakes. I mean, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> three different companies right there on Route 46, or right around there. <laughs> but he's pretty close knit. But her name was Connie Willis, and she's very talented, and she also became a chef, Chef Connie Willis. But I just think she had. Trouble with the clients a little bit. Yeah. Very talented, very talented girl. And uh, I think she's got a, one of those George Dory types of programs now where she goes out and finds, you know, undiscovered this, yeah. mystery of that, yep. that sort of thing. So she's having fun anyway. Nice. Can I piggyback a question real quick? Sure. So who was the best you ever saw that inspired you? And I know you've had quite the career leading up to that, but like, if I'm thinking of basketball players, you're like, oh, Michael Jordan, the greatest I've ever seen. Like he inspired a whole generation of people. And you're obviously in a generation of people. Who is your goat that you looked up to? Yeah, it's in the, in the industry. It's Billy Mays. I mean, Billy was uh, larger than life. He was like a meteorite. And I mean, the guy was mm-hmm. and he was so hot when he passed away. Is that the cover of Hotel California back there? Yeah, yeah right there. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I almost said when you talked about Budweiser, I was like, I just want to drink a Budweiser and listen to Last Resort right now. <laughs> like, that's, there you go. That's, that's all I want to do. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm sorry. We were talking about Billy Mays. Billy Mays. This is how he great Billy us away. Yeah. No, this is how great he was. I'm on uh, flying out from California, taking Red Eye out. It sounds dramatic, and it was. It was, it was harsh. Taking a red eye, and I'd have to kind of get my stuff ready to pitch my this ladder that I was pitching called the Easy Store Ladder, and uh, you get my pitch together. I'm not sleeping much. I'm I've got to sell these ladders out. These people are on my case. They're calling me every five minutes to make sure everything's going all right. I get out there and I do okay, but not great. I still had a lot of ladders to sell, and I I get out there the second time, and I'm I'm hoping. To just do okay, right? So I um, don't get yelled at too badly by these people who've been bugging me all day. 
And I get out there, and all of a sudden, I'm standing there with John Cremans. I don't know if you guys know who John Cremans is, but he was on HSN for 20-plus years. Great guy, great host. Yep. Great infomercial host, too. But uh, I'm there with John, and all of a sudden, Billy, who is still Mike, he never got, never took his microphone off. He came out from his pitch with OxyClean. He had come off and was standing out amongst the, the, the operators because in HSN, the operators are sitting out there as your audience, basically. So here's Billy. He charges in from there. Folks, you've seen, I should do it like Billy does it. Folks, you've seen Bo store it here. You've seen him store it there. But if it can hold me, you've got to buy it. You've got to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden Billy starts going up and down the ladder look at that folks 260 pounds <laughs> Billy, I think that's actually the ocean limit you're right at the ocean limit <laughs> that's the kind of guy Billy was he was uh, he was the I worked four, four years at Laugh Factory man I brought on Chappelle when he was 19 years old oh in LA God. I worked with from uh, everybody from Jay Moore to, to Rogan I mean George Lopez I never seen anybody like Billy. I've never yeah. seen anybody like Billy. I'm telling That's you, weird. he was he had a deal with Taco Bell and who did, who else did he ESPN. ESPN. He had ESPN deal. He had yep, ESPN. Right. And my yeah. buddy Tim Sabian, who ran Howard Stern's channels at Sirius XM, was going, Can you get that guy Billy Mace for me to do some stuff on Howard? So he, he they were getting ready to hire him too. A lot of people don't know that. Not Man. sure, not too many people know that at all, but but that's the truth. That's how hot the guy was, man. He didn't know. He's asking me, should he do Howard Stern? I go, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We talk about him a lot specifically because of that, because we realized how much he was a traditional pitch man, but also started to do those kind of things. Like breaking down the fourth wall a little bit. He's in on the joke or people are realizing that that's a good idea. You know what I mean? But right. it's been imitated but he was definitely the best at it yeah <laughs> well i'll tell you another guy that's really good too and and he has done wonders for himself and his family and people that work with him is phil swift because i mean that guy what he's been yeah. able to do building that family of products and be being everywhere yeah centerpiece at home depot i mean centerpiece of walmart wherever he wants to be he is and yeah. uh he's done that all because he's a great pitch man you know yeah mm -hmm. and he does crazy crazy shit in his commercials oh, oh yeah and like, oh, yeah. And like always dialed up and that's what we've always kind of liked about some of these infomercials it's like they go so far that you know how that can apply to an everyday use of something but that mm -hmm. like yeah. distance that they go will help you understand that and yeah this with like he's like kind of changed the game saw on the boat in half and like oh. that stuff it's like it's amazing yeah so good it's good stuff. It's a, to tell you a little bit of background on that one, real quick here. I'll be as brief as I can. The guy that produces all those for Phil, his name is Stephen Quinn. Stephen Quinn, he's a genius, and he learned his chops from a guy named Derek Schwartz and and, and, and his partner John Miller. I recognize that. Yeah, Schwartz those Media. Guys yep. are all unbelievable producers in the DR business, and uh, so that's Stephen. Stephen learned his chops the the hard way with those guys, and it's paying mm -hmm. off in spades now because I'm pretty sure. Feels pretty uh, generous, is what I hear, with uh, helping people that have helped him. So, which is great. Awesome, awesome. Kind of client I love. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, stick with those ones. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Good place to be. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so I'll hop back to the things I like to crank through. So, 
What is your favorite product that you've ever pitched? Oh, boy. The last one. The next one. Hey. The next one. <laughs> the first one. Probably. <laughs> There's a really good one that's running right now, as a matter of fact. It got to number one. It, it, I think it's definitely still top 10 on the IMS charts. It's called the OxyPure Air Purifier. New Wave OxyPure Air Purifier. And uh, this is a $700 air purifier. So you're figuring, better be good, right? And it's got five-stage HEPA filtration system, and it's just an amazing product. So, yeah, it's and it's one of my recents. It's running now. It's running right now. Nice. But my favorite products, truthfully, it, it feels great to have been the Medicus guy all these years. Mm-hmm. I, I really, because I'm a golfer, I yeah. love that. I love that Medicus has helped people. People get Medicus. They understand what it is. Yeah. They don't think it's a piece of garbage. They know if they swing that, those six or make or break points with the Medicus, you're going to have a pretty damn good golf swing. Probably going to happen. So anyway, that's probably my favorite. Dave Pedrati thanks you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My father thanks you. So, yeah. Oh, good. Good. Right. So how to pop for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was um, always a sniper, Dave. Yeah. Still is. This is true. Crowd or no crowd for your infomercials? Which do you prefer? Ooh. Oh, wow. Interesting. I like a lot of people around me. Yeah. I like to get the crowd going. You're a showman. Yeah. Even if it's just the crew, my energy, if I had to go on right now and perform, I could go from this to to there. I can do it just because I have to do it. Right. Did it with Jack last week. I'll have to do it next week. I had to do it on Sunday. You just got to get there. I was thinking that because I always try to guess that when we talk to people, whether you're someone who prefers the crowd or not. I thought you would be a, a crowd guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely a crowd guy. You feed off of them. Yeah. You got to be able you got to be able to go from here to here and they help you get there. Yeah. No doubt. What is the worst product you said no to? So like there was something that was sent to you and you were just like there's no way this is a product I want to associate myself with. I can share it with you. Yeah, because they they ended up not doing the project because they just all agreed that the product didn't work. But mm. are you ready for this one? It was called Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. Did they send you a tuxedo at least? Yeah. It, <laughs> the packaging were, probably was going to be a tuxedo, yes, <laughs> with a vodka martini in the other hand. But it's um, another one of those shows that just didn't quite work, you know? Yeah. What is the most successful product that you said no to? Oh, no. You hit it. You struck a nerve. Here it comes. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> it's in the infomercial world it's this big ninja ninja oh shark shark ninja ninja, yep. ninja. Yep. they were going to put two guys together they were myself with mark rosen the owner yeah euro pro and uh i said i have to get something on the back end i have to get points or a quarterly or something yeah so i've just made it a pact to never do a what's called a buyout i just don't do one right so there you go. That's the story with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's one on my counter right now. <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. That's the story. They they wanted to buy me out and I and I just did I should have said, hey, let's come up with a number and we'll find yeah. a to make it like an annuity. I, you know, I didn't I should have gotten creative, but at the time yeah. I, I'd never heard of it. And I said, yeah. you know what? He's he and I probably won't be that great together anyway. I just, I didn't get the feeling I would be that great with him. Yeah. Uh, I would be totally playing a subservient straight role there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's just not the one that I'm, I'm keen. Is that 
told you earlier that I'm keen about playing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think you've made up for it in other ways. Maybe not totally. You might not have been made fully whole on it. You know, we don't talk about that. But it sounds like you've done it right otherwise. I think you'll be okay, Bo. Way to go, yeah. Dan. Yeah, way yeah. to go. Gotta ask. It's on the list. Quick news flash as we're talking here. <laughs> I was texting my father. He's a big Medicus fan. He sent back this. Best golf training aid of all time. So yeah. that's there awesome. you go. There you go. That's testimonial right there. With a period at the end. You had to put Dave mm-hmm. in the new Medicus information. He's in. He's Med- in. Medicus He's users in. since what? 99, yeah. probably 2001. The late, oh, yeah. He'd, He's had he'd it forever. Right in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would love it. Talk about salespeople, yeah. right? Yeah. We would, yeah. That's <laughs> what I am. I'm trying to close the deal. I'm, I'm trying to get him in the show. You guys. He's in. Tell him to video, get the product and then video something and send it to us and we'll put him in the show. I'll make him buy 10 Medicuses too. And he'll, <laughs> Please do. Please. And he'll still be ahead. So let's yeah. make that happen. Awesome. Yep. It is the best gift to give a golfer. It really is. Man. Because golfers have everything else. They have everything else. They, they buy everything not- else for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. tell their wives. Yeah. Right. The one thing you don't want to admit that you need is something that actually helps you play better. Right. Like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good at golf, actually. It's a are you sure? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'll go to the range and hit 400 balls every which direction and pretend that that helps. No. <laughs> I think that was one of the Medicus lines, wasn't it? It's like, don't go and smash a large bucket of balls. Like, get a small bucket, get a Medicus, and actually fix your swing. I was like, yeah. Oh. Like, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Self-improvement. Get out. A pound golf ball. Yeah. All right, couple more on the list. What is... One infomercial or product that you wish you just could have been the pitch person for? LifeLock. LifeLock. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. My friend Tom Jordan was the LifeLock guy, and I always begrudged him on that one because that's the sweet role because they did so many shows, too. And, you know, you want the work. You you want the work. You want the thing to run, but you want to get hired again. And that became the repeat gig for Tom, which was great for him. But, yeah, LifeLock would have been – that would have been sweet. Yeah, you would have been good, good too. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You still had the golf gig in Hawaii though. So you can't Yeah, that yeah, that was that, that was pretty that was pretty <laughs> sweet now. Bounces sweet. out. All right. And the last one we always kind of take the temperature on and ask. So part of our historical fascination with infomercials is driven by the magnetism of, of Ron Paul Peel, call him the godfather and patron saint of infomercials. So I always like to check and see if you ever cross paths with Ron or if there's ever any interaction or any of his products that moved across the work that you did. I would see Ron at the houseware show every year. And as he grew older, as we all grow older, but he especially got up there in age, he became a very warm guy to bump into, let's say, at these shows. And he was, as you say, he was the godfather, man. I mean, it, nobody did it better. The industry, I don't think, looks the same without him, right? Because I feel like just the, there's definitely an, an innovative spirit to take kind of the, I don't know, the on-the-floor pitch of kind of, you know, being in the shows to then moving it on camera. I know he was one of the earliest adopters along with his along with his cousins. And then, like, even the, not necessarily the gimmicky things, but, like, the speed the ability to really stack value on things, I think is where it kind of changed it or like really amplified the way a lot of the stuff was done. You better believe it. People study those shows and they should. Study shows yeah. like that, was- Magic Bullet, shows like Aerobed. These are, this is back when they, 
who were writing them. I mean, left and right. And what's so funny is uh, a guy that we hire a lot, my agency, to write our infomercials and our spots is a guy named Terry Finn, who actually wrote the Arrowbed script, along with a lady named Ruth Daniels, the one that I keep bringing up tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that story commercial. Definitely pages that we were supposed to be reading from. We just didn't always read directly from them. But uh, please check that show out. You'll dig it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We're doing, we're doing yep. it. That's we're doing it. top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> just one more no. thing on Ron. Like he was, he was the guy that brought it from the fair to the screen. And what was brought was obviously him as a person and, and just a demeanor and a way he talked and all that. But it was also the him using the product in real time. And what I learned from Ron and pitch people and doing that and then saw with you in Hammer X putter, like you walk up to the putt and you hit the putt. You know, I think that's the most effective way of saying, hey, this is a good product. Let me show you real time to do it. And I don't think you can debate it. Yeah, and he did all those things. You're right. You're right. He did them all so well. And like I said, he was a great guy to, to look up to in the business. He would always make time for everybody. He'll be missing. The, the one I was bringing up about Ninja, by the way, they were that's what they were trying to copy was the formula with Ron and Steve in the Showtime rotisserie. Yeah. By putting two guys together. That's what they were trying to do. They wanted to see if they could repeat that. Mm. Yeah. But I blew it. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, they did all right. I think you came out okay, too. So yeah, yeah I don't worry so. about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's one I regret. That'd be it, though. That's all right. Well, hey, looking forward to the two golf ones on the horizon. Those sound pretty awesome. Obviously, the Hammer Turbo Air. Hopefully, the Medicus one a little bit later on. But yeah, I think that's all I had for you. I don't want to, I mean, unless you want to hang out for a few more hours, you know, we're happy to do that, too. But guys, do you have anything else you want to ask, Bo? Yeah, I got something. Lakers or Magic? Um, or Clippers? Probably Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably Those. Lakers. Earlier on, not now. You know, not you're, you're yeah. not a rooting. Uh, okay, good. No, I, I still I feel sorry for them now, but I mean, I, yeah. I, I but I, I still root for them out of the corner of my eye. I'll always be a Laker fan. I mean, going back to a kid being a kid down south growing up, and Jerry West was playing for him. I mean, that's how old I am. But uh, yeah, I'm still a Laker fan. You become that in L.A. and you got to be right. Yeah, that's the ticket to that's the ticket to get. If you can get it. Yeah, it was yeah. also the right answer, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Because nobody's a magic fan. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, you think Shaq made all his money in Orlando? No, he made it all in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, she played very, very nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, right. Awesome. Well, Bo, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. This has been awesome. You Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, to bug you a little bit more as we uh, as we dip into more of your your history and your canon with your uh, with your shows that are out there. But until we do, really appreciate the time and, and hanging out with you us. You betcha. Guys, I really enjoyed it. And uh, don't forget what I said about Bob Cadill. He'd be a great guest on your show. Oh, yeah. I'll pump yeah. you for referrals after this. Don't worry. I'll start. <laughs> I think he'd have, a, he'd have a good time on the show as well. Oh, awesome. He's a, good, awesome. He's a really good guy. So. That's awesome. great. We All right, gentlemen. It. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. Thanks again. Have a great Thanks, night. Great. That's off, sir. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, or follow on your preferred podcast medium. And for all things Call Now, visit callnowpodcast.com.
And if you want to connect with the boys, you can find them at Call Now Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or send them an email at callnowpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can't fight the urge to pick up the phone and call now, you can leave them a voice message at 617-356-7439. If you call in the next 30 minutes, you might just be the next star of Call Now. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Call Now. Plus effort. We'll try harder next time.